0: From TubeCityOnline.com, this is Two Rivers 30 Minutes, a weekly series of interviews with people making news around the McKeesport area. Produced by Tube City Community Media Incorporated, a nonprofit corporation. I'm Jason Toger, the Executive Director. On this show, we talk one-on-one with elected officials, community leaders, and others who are trying to make a difference in the Montyac area. We also take your questions and comments on Facebook and Twitter at Tube City Online education we all know instinctively is important early childhood education we have learned over the past few decades is very very important our guests this morning are karen chapman she oversees pre-k programs in the mckeesport area school district good morning karen
1: good morning
0: and kirsten davis who is a pr specialist here at mckeesport area school district good morning kirsten good morning let's talk first of all about let's talk about you karen first of all uh whereabouts did you grow up and how long have you worked for the district
1: grew up in west mifflin okay and uh long time ago west mifflin north and south i oh, graduated yeah. from west mifflin north and i've been with the district for 37 years oh cool and started off as a special education teacher worked my way through now the principal of founders hall middle school in addition to being the district grant coordinator in overseeing all the district grants.
0: Okay, district grant coordinator. And what building did you start at? You said you started as a teacher.
1: Greenwood Elementary, no longer oh, there.
0: it was uh, in Peterson Plan yes. uh, off of Route 48? Yes. Okay, yeah, I think some of our listeners are going to remember uh, mm-hmm. good old Greenwood School.
1: From there to Grandview to, Grandview's not there, to Cornell, Cornell's not there, <laughs> um, to McClure. to Founders Hall.
0: Just like West Mifflin North and West Mifflin South aren't there anymore? <laughs> Correct. Okay, right. let's talk a little a bit about that one of the reasons that I that I uh, reached out to the district was as I travel around town I see these flyers everywhere uh, talking about the uh, early educa- early childhood education programs that are available in the McKeesport area school district and the pre-k and kindergarten programs particularly what is the importance now of early childhood education
1: I think it's good to start off by first saying that McKeesport wasn't in the pre-K business up until a year ago. Mm -hmm. Um, We had always acted as a lead agency with both Tender Care and Long Run. When Long Run closed their facility last year, which was two weeks before school started. Yeah, I remember that. We actually decided to take over the pre-K classrooms, which there was a full-day pre-K and 2 half-day pre-K. So it's been a very good uh, big learning curve, but one that has actually been beneficial to the district. Um, With tender care now closing. And uh, let
0: me back up. How many pupils uh, were served by that long run program that the district is now doing?
1: We have 51 students from long run.
0: Okay.
1: Um, Some of the other students who were at long run actually had to go to other programs, Mm -hmm. early childhood programs. Um,
0: But the tender care program now, and that's very recent, the last couple of weeks that was announced. And that is operated at UPMC McKeesport right now?
1: Correct. Okay. Um, They actually have 80 students down there, 17 which were the pre-K counts students that were overseen by the district as the lead agency. So we will be assuming that classroom of 17 students next year. Wow. So we... um, Actually, now we'll have three pre-K classrooms run by the district.
0: You mentioned that uh, the the school district, and a lot of school districts are not, uh, was not in what you call the pre-K business. Um, Pre-K education is not a requirement in most states. I know it's not in Pennsylvania. Correct. Okay. Um, Where does the the school year, or does the school career start for the pupil? With kindergarten?
1: It can, but kindergarten right now is not a requirement. That's optional. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's my understanding that Governor Wolf is going to make it a requirement, but of course that hasn't started yet. We run the full-day kindergarten programs, which is a, it's beneficial. That sets the groundwork for our students to be successful in the primary grade.
0: So kindergarten is, is optional, but I, I think most parents don't assume it's optional. I think most parents now kind of have the mindset that this is important. Correct. Why, why is the pre-K important? This, this is what we used to call preschool Correct. Sometimes, but it, but it really is now part of the child's educational career.
1: With the pre-K programs, what we've been able to do is start working on a lot of skills that are going to help the students to be more successful in kindergarten. So they start with number recognition, socialization, independent skills, um, you know, starting to do some of those help, self-help skills that students sometimes didn't come prepared to kindergarten knowing how to do tying a shoe, buttoning a coat, getting dressed. So, uh, matter of fact, I was just in the pre-K classroom this morning and they're actually taking a topic such as the the class I observed this morning was on different kinds of birds and nests and their habitat and incorporating into that reading skills and math skills uh, whether it be just counting the number of birds along with arts and crafts and a lot of different things which lays again the foundation for what they need to learn for kindergarten.
0: Uh, Kristen uh, Davis, um, what is the district's website? www.mckasd.net. I, I'm just thinking as we're talking that, that people tune in and out, and, and so d- www.mckasd.net. And this, is there a link on there for early childhood information? There is. There's the enrollment packet and then an advertisement about dates and things like that. If people are not 100% web savvy and they're listening to this on the radio, is there a telephone number they can call? There is. It's 412-664-3612. And we'll give that information out uh, a few times. uh, During this half hour, we're also talking with Karen Chapman. She oversees uh, pre-K programs in the McKeesport area school district. I, I think there was maybe an assumption when I was a kid that you picked this stuff up on your own. You picked it up at home. But I, I, I think I know a number of teachers now, and what I'm finding out is that kids aren't necessarily, they're not necessarily getting to first grade prepared, like you said, with knowing the ABCs or knowing right. their numbers or, or sometimes even their, their colors or their shapes. Why is it important to sort of get the kids early involved in this thing?
1: Well, as I said, so many of the things that they are doing are math and literacy skills, um, which will have an effect on what they can and can't do in kindergarten, all right, which consequently what you could do in first and second and third. The earlier that we could get the students to learn different things, the more prepared they're going to be, the more successful they'll be up until, you know, the grade three when they need to take the PSSAs. Um, right now, the state has a very big emphasis on a pre-K to three, um, movement and a lot of both state and federal monies are going into this in order to make all students school ready.
0: The early years of development for a child, it seems to me, are are very important too. And you were a teacher and you said you started out teaching special needs students. Correct. what sort of, you mentioned socialization skills, for instance, what sorts of socialization skills do kids in that pre-K age range, and I'm assuming that's four to five?
1: It's actually three and four year olds. Oh, I didn't know
0: that. As, as young as three years old. Yes. Okay.
1: So, in order to be in the pre-K program, um, the child is either three or four. Um, For some parents it is a way to, if they're an only child, get them involved. Sometimes parents are not sure of their own competencies in order to help their child, for lack of a better word. So the kids come to school, we get the parents involved. We have had a number of parent workshops in the evening where parents actually are to be engaged with their child and we give them resources in ways that they can help their child with reading and with math. Uh, There's activities that parents could go and participate with their child and their take-home activities so the parents can continue to emphasize these academic skills at home.
0: Let's take, this is a good place for us to take a quick break. When we come back, I want to ask you what some of those things that people can do, whether they live in the McKeesport Area School District or they just have a grandson or grandchild, uh, niece or nephew, and they want to work on some things like this. Is that okay? Sure. We're talking with Karen Chapman. She oversees pre-K programs in the McKeesport Area School District. Also with us, we're on location this week, uh, is Kristen Davis. She is the PR specialist for the McKeesport Area School District. If you would like information about uh, early childhood programs and you live in the McKeesport Area School District, call 412-664-3612 or visit the district's website, www.mckasd.net. We're going to be back in 30 seconds. TubeCityOnline.com. City online has reached a critical point in our history where we need to raise money from the public to continue providing information both online and on the radio if you can help by making a donation we would very much appreciate it go to our website tubecityonline.com and click the donate button and thanks for supporting independent media in the Monioc area and we're back, foodcityonline.com. Our guest this week, Kirsten Davis. She is communication specialist for the McKeesport Area School District. And Karen Chapman, who oversees a pre-K programs in the district. And you are also principal, you said, of Founders Hall. Yes. Okay. Very cool. When we took the break, we were talking about uh, how to get kids acclimated when they're as they're young as three and four to uh, counting skills, reading skills, that are gonna help them later on. What are some of the activities that parents, grandparents, aunts and uncles can do with their young ones that are three or four years old? Uh,
1: For example, one evening, um, we had a parent workshop where the students were going and building um, gingerbread houses. Okay. All right, and the parents had to be involved. We started off with reading a book which sometimes parents don't feel comfortable with reading a book, all right, to um, asking questions, questions in so far as what color, what does this animal do, um, how many gumdrops did you go and put on the top and actually counting with the child. This is all called incidental learning. Um, and sometimes parents feel very comfortable with it. But it's just asking the kids questions to continually reinforce colors or shapes or numbers. And we have the parents practice different things with that. Um, After our gingerbread house activity where we incorporated the reading and the math, then they also got to work with their child and they did an arts and crafts activity where they actually built the gingerbread house, they got to take it home, Um, This all happened right before Christmas, but we also did a book swap at the same time so that with their child, parents would go and select a book that the students would enjoy reading so that the parents could read with their child, Okay. and then the following month you could return the book and get more books. Obviously, the more books that we could get into the hands of families, the better it's going to help the children.
0: I I, I wonder in my mind, and and maybe this is just because I'm I'm becoming an old fuddy-duddy, I wonder in my mind um, what effect uh, on early childhood development, all these screens we have now. Everybody has a smartphone, and I see little ones now playing with, you know, this keeps them Mm -hmm. quiet, give them the smartphone or give them the the tablet or the iPad to play with. Um, Is that good, bad, or indifferent for kids to be playing with those?
1: It's funny that you should even mention that because one of the things that we have done with our pre-K program this year is we purchased some iPads. Okay. And our pre-K students are actually learning to use educational pre-K apps on the iPads that focus on, again, academic skills. And parents have been given all of this information Uh, so that if they do have an iPad or an iPhone, they've been told what apps they could download so that their students can reinforce, their children can reinforce some of these skills. And and
0: these apps are not just games, so if if people are not familiar with them, they're not just playing games. I mean, the child may think it's it's fun or it's a game.
1: Correct, but But in essence they're not.
0: Yeah, they're reinforcing counting skills or matching Mm -hmm. letters with with what words are supposed to go correct. with or uh, a
1: capital letter with a small letter uh, okay. beginning sound so if you're given a picture of a table and you know table begins with a t sure. you're going to go and find the t that matches the picture
0: and the other good thing it seems to me that that these apps can do that like a tv show can't do is it can correct mistakes or it can give them mm-hmm. another chance if they make the wrong one you know try again pick the pick the right one
1: Correct. Okay. So, um, you know, we just began looking at different apps, and actually, um, OCTEL, which is the Office of Child Development and Learning, which oversees pre-K, was very much against technology for a while. Now they're beginning to see the benefits. Okay. So, when we said that we had wanted to get through the pre-K grant funds some iPads, where before they kind of shunned away against it, when we explained to them what we were going to do, they were good with that. Um, in our pre-K classrooms, we have Promethean boards with. What, what is that? It's the interactive whiteboard. Okay. Which our students are now using, so that if there are different activities projected up on the screen, we actually because Promethean boards are high and our pre-K are little. Little ones. We've yeah. got little pointers that they can actually draw their letters, make the matching, or whatever kind of program that they're using. And where are,
0: are these physically located? You, we, you mentioned that some of the kids are coming in from the old long-run uh, Children's Learning Center, yeah. and some of the kids will soon be coming from the tender care program at uh, UPMC McKeesport, uh, that these are both going to be run now through the district. Where where are these physically located?
1: In my building in Founders Hall. In Founders Hall?
0: Hall. Okay. Yes. Okay. Uh, it's
1: actually in Founders Hall, and all three rooms will be very close together in addition to the dark classroom, okay. which is run by the AIU. So, we'll have a separate little pre-K wing, and the students enter in their own door, and um, they come through there. Uh, part of pre-K is that they have to have physical activity. Okay. So, within our building, we... Um, created a gross motor room so the students could go down there and um, all of their little toys and balance beams and bikes are are down there for gross motor skills and they can also use our gym um, in the afternoon And run around and play games. Well, I was going to say,
0: when when I was a kid, the the you know uh, certainly my mom and dad just wanted me to burn off some energy. But uh, when we're talking about actually gross motor skills, we're actually talking about um, learning uh, how to
1: play games, how
0: to play physical games, and how to Mm -hmm. stay physically fit. Then that hopefully is a habit that
1: correct. And also to work as a group. Or a team so it's not that they're just always just running around there may be some structured activity or game that they're playing which um, there is a big emphasis from our pre-k teachers on being polite to each other and helping you know their other classmates so even whenever you see that if if they're playing a game and somebody's having a hard time one of the other little children may go and help them so that's all part of the socialization skills in we're, working together.
0: We're talking with Karen Chapman, who is principal of Founders Hall Middle School? Yes. Okay, and uh, oversees pre-K programs in the McKeesport Area School District. Also with us this week is Kirsten Davis, who is a communication specialist for the district. If you are interested in early childhood programs in the McKeesport Area School District and you live in the district, 412-664-3612. You can also go online, www.mckasd.net. Two things struck me as you were talking. One is, um, and and Kristen, you may want to to chime in on this, Um, with the construction of the new uh, primary elementary school building, one of the thrusts for the reasons for that building was technology, was that the older, Elementary and primary buildings could not easily be updated to incorporate some of the technology that Karen is talking about. Um, so it seems to me that that uh, the Promethean boards—is that what it's called? Mm-hmm. These are sort of um, whiteboards that you write on that uh, are also projected. Is that what we're talking yes. about? Yes. Okay. Um, it's a it's a lot more high tech than than a blackboard or or, or a big piece of paper. It is, and in fact, there's a going a little bit further than the Promethean boards, there are things that one in Dr. Chapman's building um, called a small lab, which which takes that concept and, and really magnifies it. It turns virtually the whole room into an interactive room um, using, I believe, 12 cameras and um, that are positioned up in the ceiling, and the fl- it projects onto the floor, and then the entire room really becomes a learning environment. So um, both Founders Hall and Twin Rivers have one of those um, rooms in each building that their students can utilize, and it's really very impressive to see and, and see how the kids really take to it, and you can take learning out of out of the, you know, the sitting in a desk classroom into this classroom and see how kids just flourish in that environment as well. So I think that's a good um, point to hit on as well. The, the kids, when they graduate from school, they are going to be out in a world that everything Involves technology now, right. so people are not at home. Most people watching black and white TV over rabbit ears. The kids are going to have, or, or using manual typewriters, they're going to have to know how to use technology. They're going to have to know how to use computers. Any job that they have, whether it's retail, manufacturing, service, or professional, is going to have a computer uh, at their workplace. So, yeah, it's it's why why shouldn't it be in the classroom? I guess the other thing that I thought of was you mentioned only child. Um, People don't have as big of families as they did 20 or 30 or 40 years ago, and a lot of kids are not being raised with siblings. Uh, Kids are also in more distributed, you know, neighborhoods are not as compact as they used to be for the most part, so they're not growing up with lots of kids in the neighborhood that they're socializing Mm with. So school is becoming very important to them.
1: It is. It is in what's very nice about preschool and what has been advata- advantageous to us now looking at the pre-k program is we can help our students and families make a better transition to kindergarten. Um, kindergarten teachers will do screenings which will now go back to not just our pre-k programs but we're working in conjunction with all the pre-K programs. I mean, Board saying, this is what our students are lacking. This is what they need to know because there's a new assessment coming down from the state also. So we've been doing the screenings. Uh, Just this afternoon, our pre-K students are going to the kindergarten, um, whether it's McClure or Twin Rivers, which they will be attending next year. They are riding a school bus so that they can learn what it's like to ride a school bus. They will meet the kindergarten teachers that they could possibly have next year and sit in on the classroom. Do they ride with
0: their mom or dad or guardian or teachers? They're actually
1: going up with the teachers today. And um, it helps to lessen the anxiety. Oh, sure. We had some of our students go to McClure yesterday, and they loved it. I mean, they, they talked about it, you know, when they came back, about how neat it was to see where they're going to be attending. And as I said, that lessens some of that anxiety. And that's
0: always been something that's been there for a time immemorial that when kids go to the school for the first time and they're away from mom or dad or grandma or grandpa, getting on that big yellow bus for the first time is is can be a scary thing. Right. This makes it a little bit less scary for them when they start school.
1: Right. And, you know, one of the other things that we're doing is that now that we oversee the pre-K in the district, we know what they need to know in order to be in kindergarten. Okay. Our pre-K teachers are focusing on those things. We're looking at transition resources that they're actually going to be able to take home over the summer so parents can continue to work with their pre-K child in order to be kindergarten ready.
0: Well, this sounds like a good place for us to take one more quick break. When we come back, I want to ask you, what are the mechanics of getting a child enrolled? They live in the McKeesport area school district. What are the mechanics of getting a child enrolled in one of these pre-K programs? We're talking with Karen Chapman. She oversees pre-K education uh, programs in the McKeesport Area School District. She is also the principal at Founders Hall Middle School. Also with us this morning is Kirsten Davis, who's a communication specialist for McKeesport Area School District. If you live in the district and you are interested in early childhood education programs, you can visit the website, mckasd.net, or call 412-664-3612. And we'll be back here in 30 seconds on TubeCityOnline.com. You're listening to Two Rivers 30 Minutes, a production of Tube City Community Media Incorporated. If you've got an idea for someone who you'd like us to interview or a question or comment, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at Tube City Online. And we're back here on TubeCityOnline.com for a final few with Karen Chapman. She oversees pre-K programs in the McKeesport area school district and also with us this morning. Kirsten Davis, who's a communications specialist. If you live in uh, McKeesport, White Oak, Versailles, South Versailles, or Dervosburg, and you're interested in early childhood education programs, you can call 412 or uh, visit mckasd.net. Tell us a little bit more about this small lab. Uh, you were off the air, uh, Karen. You were telling us uh, pre-K kids are going to get to use this lab soon?
1: Yes. Okay. Because they're in the building with us, as Kristen had said, we do have a small lab, um, which is an interactive room. It's like a big game board. Okay. Um, we've actually entered into a consortium as part partnering with uh, Elizabeth Forward. Okay. And we received a grant from the Grable Foundation that we're working with the Entertainment Technology Center. At CMU. At CMU. Okay. And we actually have a group of students who are creating games for the small lab. between ourselves and EF and some other neighboring school districts. We will share these games. But what we've done is uh, we came up with templates. So the teachers will actually be able to go in and input the information that they want in the templates, then take their students to the small lab, and the students will be able to... Play the game.
0: These are games, though, with a purpose. With, with They're all academic purpose. games. Oh,
1: okay. um, for instance, one of the games that we have is a penguin game that is good for primary students. It will be good for pre K students, and it could all deal with phonics. Okay. Okay, initial sounds, ending sounds, putting letters together in order to create a name. Then the penguin slides all over the place. There's a telling time <laughs> game, which would actually be beneficial. For the pre-K students, uh, learning how to tell time on an hour, um, sure. using an analog clock, not just the digital digital clocks.
0: Which is something that uh, even in high school and, and college students I've seen sometimes, uh, the analog clock skills are, along right. with cursive handwriting, <laughs> that's, True. A, that's a topic for another it show. Is.
1: These are things that when these students were in long run or you know with tender yeah. care, they did not get the advantage. Of Being able to do these things
0: in the final uh, about two or three minutes. We have here uh, Tell us if someone has a a, a child that um, is three or four years old Tell us what is the process for getting them into one of these pre-k programs? Well
1: because the pre-k counts program is grant funded And it's
0: optional. It is
1: optional Um, there is a Structure that we need to follow. Okay. So there are different guidelines, income guidelines, um, which we have to adhere to. And if they get the application either online or through our central office here, it actually spells out what the family income <clears throat> needs to be based on the number of people in the family. Okay. But um, as Kristen said, you could get it online or you can call Allison at 412 664 3612 and she will go through the whole process with you. It's an application that we need to keep on file. And then again, we sit down with members of um, the state and Okdel in order to make sure that we're following the guidelines. And about
0: how many kids a year are, are admitted to these programs?
1: Well, next year, because we will have two full-time classes, that will be 34 students okay. that will be able to take on a full-time basis the hours are from 8.30 until 2.30. Okay. And we do provide the students with breakfast and lunch, and they get a nap. Of course, that's part of that.
0: I wish someone would give me one of those. I know.
1: Yeah. Um, our half-day program, there's an a.m. session and a p.m. session. That is usually better for the 3-year-olds. Sure. The a.m. session goes from 8.30 to 11.30 and the afternoon session is from twelve thirty to three thirty, and again we provide snacks for the students and what
0: is the age cutoff? when do those programs begin and and how old does the child have to be to, to qualify
1: uh three or four okay all right um according to the guidelines of the grant they cannot be in the pre-k counts program longer than two years okay so dependent upon when the child's birthday is okay they could stay in pre K counts for two years. If mom or dad wants to hold off sending them to kindergarten, then they may actually need to. Find someplace else okay. and have to pay okay. because, as long as you're following within the income guidelines, pre K counts as free.
0: Okay, okay. We've been talking with Karen Chapman, who oversees pre K programs in the McKeesport Area School District. Also, with us has been Kirsten Davis, who's communication specialist for the district. If you live in any of the McKeesport Area School District communities, City of McKeesport, White Oak, uh, Dravosburg, South for Sales, or for Sales Borough, you can call 412. 412- for information about the pre-K Counts program. I can almost say that. Or if you have internet access, go to mckasd.net. Karen, I'd like to thank you very much for taking some time with us. Thank you. And Kirsten, thank you too. And thank you all for listening here this morning to cityonline.com. So long for now. You've been listening to Two Rivers 30 Minutes. Copyright 2015, Tube City Community Media, Incorporated. Opinions expressed on this program are not those of Tube City Community Media, Incorporated, WEDO Radio, 810 Incorporated, or those of AM Guys LLC, WZUM 1550. Listener support makes this program possible. If you'd like to make a tax-deductible contribution or find out how you can underwrite this program, please visit our website at TubeCityOnline.com and click on the Donate link. You can also get a free subscription. To this program and other podcasts at our website using Apple's iTunes or Stitcher.com. If you've got a question or comment, we hope you'll write to us. Our address is Tube City Community Media Incorporated, P.O. Box 94, the Keysport PA 15134. You can email us at Tube City at gmail.com or call us at area code 412 614 9659. And you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at Tube City Online. we